Welcome in to episode number 12 of the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. I am very excited about this episode. I know I say that every time, but every time I am genuinely excited to speak uh, to all these amazing comedians, writers, performers, everything. And there's a bunch of writers, performers, comedians, celebrities nominated this year for the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame, and you can vote for them. And voting has been extended to June 15th, so you still have time to go to CanadianComedyHall.com register to vote, pay the $25, become a lifetime member, and have your say on who gets into this year's Hall of Fame. On today's episode, it is the return of the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame quiz. The Canadian quiz with a very funny comedian, Casey Rocket, all the way from Austin, Texas, uh, joins us on the show and he takes the quiz. Casey's Rocket is on the rise, I guess you would say. Uh, I saw him on Kill Tony, very funny guy. More about Casey in just a bit. But first, it's the president, El Presidente, the president of the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame, Kenny Robinson. Kenny is a stand-up comedian. He's been doing it for 30 plus years here in Canada. Of course, he was on the late night series After Hours with Kenny Robinson, which was on the Comedy Network. Uh, he's a radio morning show guy on the Morning Rush, Flow 93.5, which was the first black-owned hip-hop radio station in Canada. Uh, you also might know him from Radio Free Roscoe, very popular show that he was on back in the day. He's also been on the air for our Soul Food, all kinds of great stuff. He is a legend. He is the creator of the Nubian show in at Yuck Yucks in Toronto. It's been going there for 27 years now, which has been a, a landing spot and a, and, a, and a launching pad for upcoming comedians in that city. Kenny, I've talked to him before, always super nice, always super gracious, great, great guy, love to pick his brain, Had he had some great stories on this episode about how he got to Toronto, how Dan Aykroyd told him to go to Toronto and, and go to Second City, we talked a little baseball, it was a lot of fun, so here it is, I hope you enjoy it, the president, Kenny Robinson, on the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast like i said i'm friends with you on 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 facebook yes um i always like to start with something kind of not related to comedy or anything and i really like your your baseball posts are you okay. you're a giant a, a big baseball fan yeah I, I i'm, a, I'm it, a baseball right? junkie and a cub fan since 1967 uh biggest reason for that was be a, a canadian kid from uh, chatham ontario named fergie jenkins so uh you know, and living in Chicago at the time, it was like, hey, he's he's black and he's from Canada. And I said, <laughs> wow. So, uh, in fact, they just uh, they just uh, revealed the Fergie Jenkins uh, statue on uh, on this past Friday outside of Wrigley Field. So there's uh, Ernie Banks, Billy Williams, Ron Santo and Harry Carey all have statues outside there. So now Fergie does, too. Is it Fergie's a Hall of Famer, right? The yeah. first Canadian in the in the Baseball yep. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yep. I uh, quick story. When I was in grade, I don't know nine or ten, we had to pick one athlete to do a project in. In uh, I, it was like a health class or something, and I chose Fergie Jenkins. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. With nobody knew who he was in my in my class, but he was the first first Canadian, I think, in the in the. Yeah, ML, I think they the, put a stamp out that I didn't get of him. You know. Yeah. But uh, hey, they put these stamps out, and a week later, you can't find them anywhere, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, at first, he was like the Canadian, um, you know, he was always getting the Canadian Athlete of the Year and what mm -hmm. have you, uh, you know, in those uh, late 60s, early 70s. But 
Um, you know, we'll, we won't see the likes of him again. I mean, uh, you know, he's a guy that he used to throw 20 complete games, uh, you know, five, six years running. Yeah, that's much wild. less having 20 wins. He would, you know, and the guy lost more two to one games or one nothing games than anybody. But yeah. uh, biggest thrill, though, uh, I'll remember to the day I die. I skipped out of school for opening day. It might have been 1970 or 71. I can't remember, but he, uh, it was him and Bob Gibson. Okay. And uh, they went 10 innings. And uh, Billy Williams hit a walk-off Gibby uh, in the bottom of the 10th for the Cubs to win 2-1. to one. So that's three Hall of Famers all making that game. Well, you know, there's other Hall of Famers on, in the lineups as well. Lou Brock, Billy, uh, Ernie Banks, all those guys. But, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll never see two starters go 10 innings again. Well, now they pull guys out who are or who are pitching no hitters, you know, because yeah. they've reached their pitch limit. It's 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 wild that that happens multiple times a year now. Or the, uh, uh, or wasn't the the Jays had a pitch? They went what eight innings the other day, or eight and two third <laughs> innings, only threw eighty three pitches, and they yanked them still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he wouldn't shake the manager's hand when leaving. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Another another great Canadian, Joey Votto, probably played his last game in Canada this weekend yeah. too. So. It's a shame that somehow they weren't able to sign him for one year to, you know, mm-hmm. to end it as a J. But, you know, his whole career has been uh, been a red, and I guess that probably has probably more significance to him, you know. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Kenny, how did you get your start in comedy? Where did, uh, what was Jeez. your first time getting on stage? Uh, first time doing any kind of comedy, my friend Eric Miller and I were doing, uh, we, we tried to do a little comedy sketch uh a comedy sketch at a <laughs> at a church in Chicago that used to have a, a coffee house on Friday nights. So um, you know, there you know, of course, bands were the things that be you know to to be in in you know nineteen seventy seventy one. You know when we were doing this, but we had this idea that uh, it'd be hilarious if we wore black t shirts and whoever messed up the setup or the punchline. The other guy got to spit on his on his chest of his black T-shirt. So there we are. So 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 spitting on each other was the headline, was the punchline, you know. And uh, little did I know, a few years later there'd be something called punk rock. So we were probably doing punk comedy before uh, anybody had thought of. But you know, we had no clue why the girls didn't want to talk to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess I did my real uh, first attempt at doing stand up was, I think, uh, April 4th, 1977 at uh, the Royal Albert Arms in Winnipeg. Okay, wow. In the University of Winnipeg at the time. And I was trying to audition for plays, but all the plays, uh, none of the characters had big afros. So uh, <laughs> that wasn't going to fit. So a friend of mine was kind of challenging me and daring me to go up and do it one night. And I was doing impressions at the time. So I only had about four or five impressions. After about three weeks, it dawned on me that uh, I better start writing material because I didn't have enough voices to pull it off. Do you remember any of your impressions, what they were? Oh, I did Bogart. I, all, the, all the dead Warner Brother guys. Okay. You know, I did Bogart. I did Edward G. Robinson. I guess uh, everybody had to do a Wolfman Jack back then. Oh, um, yeah. You know, just uh, standard ones like that, that, you know, that you've seen Rich Little and Frank Gorshin do a thousand times. So that was, uh, that, that was my call. And then, uh, 
but that uh, Richard Pryor's first, well, not his first album, but the album uh, That Nigger's Crazy was the one that said, well, this is what you want to do. You know, the, the stories of the, the, of, the, of the people in his world and the characters and what have you is what I related to. So that became, uh, that became my, my main focus, I guess. You got the sign in behind you there for your for your Nubian show. Twenty five years is that twenty seven now? Twenty seven now. Okay, wow. Yeah. yeah. How did how did that begin? And it it always has been in Toronto. Uh, yeah, we try to take it on the road a couple of times, but it was a very expensive show to go on the road, and mm -hmm. and uh, you know, not every but not every town has the same uh, black population. Also, you don't have a grassroots uh, promoter producer. Uh, point person uh, in that town, um, you know, you're going to have a very, well, I told the three black people I knew, <laughs> yeah. they didn't come. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, we, you know, it's it, the, the turnout never be as much as that, but um, it's, I mean, the whole, the whole story, how that came to be was just uh, right time, right place. Um, you know, when I started it, there was only myself, Ronnie Edwards, Gene Clark, Evan Carter, and uh, Greg Morton at the time in the whole country. So in the whole country, there's, I'm say, a half a dozen of us. Right. And uh, at the same time, I was meeting all these young um, up and comers or, you know, beginners and, the, you know, the, the doors weren't opening for them. So... Um, combination of that and being influenced by uh the week i worked with paul mooney and then mm -hmm. uh i did a show at the um phoenix where i opened for chris rock uh after he was fired from saturday night live in fact they didn't even know how to promote him they they advertised him as the black guy from saturday night live. <laughs> oh wow they yeah they could have said uh, they could have said uh uh cp40 or they could have said uh new jack city or any of that mm. other stuff but it was a uh, first time having a uh, well second time having a predominantly black audience but doing uh, stuff on uh, racial profiling and the cops pulling uh uh, uh, uh drummond who he was with city tv pulled him out at gunpoint when uh, him and a buddy stopped to get chicken one night and said there was a shooting in the area and they they fit the description. And meanwhile, you know, the guy was on the news 20 minutes, but they made him get down on the sidewalk at gunpoint. Mm -hmm. So um, pulling all this stuff out, uh, you know, they they said, the you know, the shooters had Jamaican accents. Well, you know, how can you tell, uh, you know, were you reading lips? <laughs> you know so all that stuff they'll just let me know there is definitely a market and then there became a talent pool and now there's uh now there's uh there's a thousand spinoff shows and uh you know we're saying well let's hope the old girl still survives so there yeah. you go yeah yeah paul paul mooney kind of kind of underrated in what he's done right i don't think that's a name that a that a lot of people maybe first first think of when they think of stand up but i was watching uh the the hall on on netflix the new special that honors richard Pryor and robin okay. williams and his name came up came up quite a bit in that uh chappelle talked about him a lot kind of oh, a legend I mean, in his yeah, own right, he right? Wrote, you know he created the character homie the clown and uh mm -hmm. for living color and then the chevy chase richard Pryor bit he wrote that for saturday night live oh i didn't realize that yeah 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 and yeah. then um you know, people like Sandra Bernhard, he was like, you know, giving her the big bump up and Sam Kinison told me what he learned um, from watching Mooney, how Mooney set, you know, taught him to set the, 
the the energy and the pace of the room for himself, no matter what went on before you. And so, you know, Mooney was, uh, you know, uh, Mooney told me a story about when him and Brad Garrett were pulled over by cops at gunpoint and Brad's father was a judge. And, you know, Brad was, uh, he was beside himself. He said, Garrett almost got us both killed because he couldn't <laughs> believe the treatment, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he'd been around a long time and he influenced a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not a household name. Or no. At least, uh, well, well, maybe in the ghetto, he was a household name. Yeah, yeah. Know? but not like he should be. That had him on his yeah. uh, uh, partners in crime show. And, you know, everybody liked that, you know, used him as a writer. So how did you find your way? You're the president of the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame. How did you get connected with the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame? Um, well, I've known Tim for years when we, when, you know, he was a stand up as well as a, a sketch improv guy. Mm-hmm. So I knew him from doing stand up gigs back in the 80s. And then we've kept in touch. And then a couple of years ago, I was the winner of the Phil Hartman Award at the Canadian Comedy Awards. So um, I, I guess when uh, he was trying to put together a, a a board for, uh, for the Hall of Fame, uh, I guess my name fell in there. Right. And, uh, you know, somebody says, well, somebody has to be the president. So I said, well, you know, um, I'll try it. <laughs> you know, the worst <laughs> I can do is last one year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to throw out some names. Obviously, it's n- nomination season. There's the, the inductions are coming soon. And you just tell me if you have any stories about the people, uh, if you've run into them along the way. The first one is, is Mark Breslin. Do you, do you still do the Nubian show at Yes, um, the Nubian show Yuck is still at Yuck Yucks. Yeah. Uh, as we speak. And, uh, you know, Breslin's been a, a, a great mentor to me over the years. Um, you know, he is one of the um, Chicago, when I was living in Chicago, the, uh, the club owners would, if, if you had six walkouts, they took you aside and said, we don't know if we can have you back here if this is, but Mark, uh, he was amused by the walkouts that, you know, that anything you could say would infuriate the audience enough to walk out or to complain. So he was always very, very supportive of comedy. And uh, he really was a, a big champion for the, you know, for the art form and the freedom of speech. Joanna Downey. Did you have any run-ins with Joanna or yeah? Joanna, um, I was probably one of the first professional comics that started hanging out at Spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to live at uh, 77 Huntley, so Spirits was right at, was basically a, a half a block away on the corner from me. So when I saw there was an open mic, I'd stop in there with, uh, I'd stop in there and just stick my head in and just watch. And I wasn't crazy about getting on. Um, you know, I went there for the wings and then I was doing comedy workshops with people like Ron Josso, Gavin Stevens, Jean-Paul, Satori Shakur. So we would go uh, to Spirits after the workshops and I make the guys get on stage to, to work out their material as well. So, um, you know, at the time uh, it was, you know, and then Joanna, who really wasn't known on the, you know, too much on a comedy scene she created a whole different vibe at spirits um you know so it was uh, the one place where uh, women comics could be uh could you know could feel comfortable mm-hmm. and then it became uh you know right in the in the rainbow village they still call it the rainbow village but anyway uh, 
you know, will that get me? Will, will that get me canceled? Uh, <laughs> I've been canceled since '88. They were too kind to tell me, but um, you know. But then it was a place where gay and lesbian comics could feel at home and come out and talk about their experiences and their point of views and what have you. Whereas uh, in the mainstream clubs, if uh, you know, uh, they were far and few between that would uh, share their, uh, their 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 sexuality with the audience or their fellow comics. So um, you know, Downey um, she created a whole uh, vibe and 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 scene uh, and gave birth to um, to a whole nother you know um, I won't say genre, but you know, a whole another part of the comedy community in Toronto. I was talking to Simon Rakoff and he said that uh, she would every, every night at, at Spirit, she would say to him, I have nothing. I don't know what I'm going to say on stage and then yeah. absolutely kill it for, you know, her entire set with the brand she, new material. Well, she was a great train of thought, chain of thought kind of thing. Mm -hmm. She'd get up there and she would just run her mouth. And then sometimes she'd, you know, she'd stumble something across something funny and zone in. And other nights she would just keep going but, you know, so it was, um, you know, she always used to tell everybody, I told her, uh, you're going to be funny. You're not funny yet, but you're going to be funny because she was still when I first seen her, she was still learning how to work that uh, that, you know, that free that free throw, uh, you know, improv type of uh, performance. One pioneer in the LGBTQ community was Elvira Kirk. Um, who's nominated this year did you did you know or do you do stand up with Elvira or did you run into her during those days well before Elvira let the world know what she was I was trying to pursue her talk about a dog barking up the wrong tree so uh, I, I knew her since she first came on the scene and uh, she was very funny and very physical and then also involved with Second City but also um, somebody even before uh, Elvira in that community I hope someday she gets recognition as Marla Lakofsky. Mm -hmm. um, she was one of the original headliners in this town or in this country for when I first came to Toronto I heard Mike McDonald Mike McDonald Mike McDonald and I went into uh, Yucks one uh, weekend when she was headlining and uh, I'd have to say she was bashing the ball out of the park as hard as uh, anybody I'd ever seen, you know, with the voices and the guitar and, you know, the, the self uh, deprecating humor and, and what have you, you know, so, and she had a, you know, throwback to, once again, her character was kind of a throwback to a lot of the old uh, Warner Brothers, uh, uh, I'll take a drink and nobody else stop me kind <laughs> of uh, tough broad kind of thing too, so. Yeah, she, uh, there's uh, there's so many people that can be mentioned. Yeah, and, and Aykroyd is the reason why I came to Toronto. Oh, really? I'd love to hear. I that. was working. Uh, I was living in Chicago, and I was working uh, as an extra on Blues Brothers, the first okay. one. And uh, I, I I paid some guy ten bucks to took take three Polaroid pictures of me or something next to Aykroyd. So I weaseled my way next to him. It was down in the scene where they were shooting on Maxwell Street. Uh, with John Lee Hooker and uh, 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 Willie, uh, um, Walt, a big Walter Horton, which was a former Muddy Waters harmonica player. And uh, uh, Playboy Vincent was a drummer. So anyway, I, I walk up to uh, Ackroyd and I said, last time I saw uh, big Walter, uh, he was with Muddy in Winnipeg. 
and his head turns Winnipeg <laughs> so I go yeah and they said you know I'm a stand-up and I don't know I'm thinking of Vegas or maybe Toronto and he goes well Vegas is probably for a more established act uh, and if you go to the Toronto uh, you know don't forget to check out Second City so I took their workshops but you know uh, now in my you know now uh, in the in the, in the autumn of my years I, I wish I'd gone to Vegas <laughs> right yeah <laughs> Yeah, Vegas would, I mean, yeah, Vegas is just a fun town, right? It's, well, so. and it's got a great scene and who knows what could have been there. But um, if I'd gone to Vegas, uh, you know, I would have had the children I have. I wouldn't have the career I have. There wouldn't have been the Nubians. I wouldn't have been, uh, uh, I wouldn't have been the first president of the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame. So uh, it, it's good that I, I listened to uh, the tall, lanky fella from Kingston. <laughs> um, you did mention Mike McDonald. I have thrown my hat in the ring for uh, Yuck Yuck's Ottawa's Mike McDonald comedy competition for this mm -hmm. summer. So we'll see what comes out of that. Um, Mike McDonald, I, I mean, a legend headlighting all across the country from, from Ottawa. Do you have any Mike McDonald stories? Well, um, I think the first three or four years I was living in Toronto, Mike never said more than anything more to me. Than, eh, eh, <laughs> eh. And uh, I remember, you know, like uh, being in a, in a car with him on the way to a gig and he'd have his Walkman on so he wouldn't have to listen to the rest of us guys yattering in the car. And, you know, you just, uh, he was, he was more standoffish, but as the years came by, we became, uh, we became closer and we even talked about working on a script of, uh, of, a, of a story that I put on about my mother on, on Facebook. And, uh, but first time watching him do, uh, an hour and 15, uh, I never knew anybody that went past 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so later on he would get to be in doing two hours. And of course I would aim for that. Um, you know, cause Mike was the King and the word was, he was getting ready to go to LA. So I said, well, the throne is going to be vacant. <laughs> so, uh, someone's going to have to take it, but, um, he was absolutely devastating to watch what he could, what he, what he could do physically. Um, you know, his writing was tough, but I mean, he was so into the point, like he used to record every set, right. He'd be listening to every set. So, no, he didn't want to hear what you thought about, uh, you know, the new box office girl, because he's playing in his ears what he did the night before, what's yeah. different, what can be changed. And I, I guess I picked that up somewhat for a while, you know, it was a, um, but then, you know, he's also like understood that he used to as a as a teenager, I heard that he used to uh, work with uh, with the uh, hearing impaired. He didn't say deaf. <laughs> and so he was very good with, you know, with the big face and the eyebrows mm. and, you know, um, as a mime, um, nobody could touch him um, with anybody I've worked. And then of course, I mean, it's sad to think that so many uh, comics today never got to see him do the rock star. Right. With the tennis racket and the, and the coat hanger through his head and his father's old military uh, tour jacket. So, uh, you know, Mike was, uh, Mike was, uh, I still believe that Mike's probably the greatest uh, stand-up comic we've ever produced. Wow. One, one more name for you, just because he's my favorite of all time. That's Norm MacDonald. We've had some great oh! Norm MacDonald shows uh, or, or stories on the show, including one of them going for a job interview, dropping acid before. Yeah, he's just an absolute legend, Norm is. Do, do, Mike do, used to cringe. He goes, Norm 
keeps falling into the vat of shit and keeps coming out smelling like a rose. <laughs> um, you know, I watched him put in a whole uh, week's pay into the slot machines in uh, in the lounge in Calgary at the Blackfoot Inn where he yeah. used to stay in the Yuck Yucks was there. Um, first time Norm, or one of the first times Norm came to Toronto, I, uh, you know, he asked if he would stay with me and, you know, I was... Uh, I was the drop-in center for stand-ups back then. I said, sure. So the first night in town, he doesn't come in. So then I don't hear from him the second day. And I'm starting to worry. I'm standing up like, you know, like my mother would have if I didn't come home. And there were no cell phones then. So then later on, I find out, oh, I was just hanging out with. And then he named whoever he was with for a couple of days and, you know, playing cards and doing whatever they do. But, um, you know, Norma, unfortunately, I hadn't, I hadn't spoken to Norm in, in many, many years. But, um, you know, I, he was one of those guys from the minute uh, I first seen him, uh, he was something special. I used to think that he looked like a young Paul Newman. Right. And, yeah. Um, he does. Yeah. Back when yeah. he was younger and he was, you know, he's thin and all blue eyes and all that. <laughs> so, um, you know, he's once again, uh, uh, another great, great comic. And it's true, Norm, um, you know, his manager, uh, Howard Lapidus, RIP, also handled Mike McDonald and Pat Bullard for a while. And he owned the clubs in Bu the Yuck Yucks in Buffalo and Rochester. Um, he told Norm to meet him at the Paramount lot and uh, for a meeting with some execs in 40 minutes, 45 minutes. And finally, you know, they had to end it. And then Lapidus went, where were you? He goes, oh, man, thought you told me to meet you at the parking lot. Said no, the Paramount lot. So, <laughs> you know, so that was just another example of, uh, you know, uh, of, of Norm doing Norm stuff. Yeah, no, he was he was definitely original. That's that's Character. for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot, Kenny, for taking the time. You're you're a Canadian legend and deserve deserve in this Hall of Fame well, thank as you well. Very much. So, so we're done uh, already. We're done. Yeah, I appreciate it. Quick oh, and easy. Okay. Yeah, 20 minutes. That's that's all I'm looking for. So thanks. Thanks again. Okay, you have a good day. Pleasure chatting with you. There he is, Kenny Robinson. A lot of fun. Thanks again to Kenny for coming on the show. I love those insights and those stories of all these great nominees, whether it be Joanna or Elvira or Dan or Mike McDonald. Like, lo love those stories from, from Kenny. He, he's definitely seen it all. And he's done it all in this country. And he for sure is a future Hall of Famer. And if you're in Toronto, the Nubian show, check it out. It's at Yuck Yucks. Uh, it's an amazing, an amazing show. You have to go see it. Coming up next is a very unique man. I was very happy to talk to him. I saw him on the Kill Tony show, which is a, which is a YouTube uh, stand-up show. And he, he absolutely killed it on that show. He's been doing big things in Austin, Texas, making waves. He has a, a Patreon account that you should definitely, definitely subscribe to. His name is Casey Rocket. He is probably uh, he's probably the foremost authority, I think you would call him, on the on Grimace, who is the McDonald's character, the big purple guy. He's the foremost authority on on Grimace. At one point during this interview, he actually just pulled out of his pocket a picture of Grimace twerking, which was amazing to see and was definitely a sight that I enjoyed. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, here he is taking the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame quiz the amazingly hilarious Casey Rocket. From Georgia and a buddy of mine uh, moved to Boise, so I went to visit and uh, I was kind of, uh, whatever. So I ended up staying in Boise. The scene's really small. It's like yeah. 15 comics or so. Uh, and there used to be a club there for a while that I would do stuff at. 
and the audiences are really conservative so it's a lot of like right wing like farmer people and oh they hated me they hated me so much it was it was it was tough but <laughs> so yeah really really small town feeling but but at the same time sometimes i you know walk down the street and people are like oh it's casey rocket uh so that was cool um but yeah weird place yeah. did you ever venture up to canada because boise's not that far from canada uh, no no i never went out there have you yeah. ever been to canada at all no i think i have too many duis okay that would do it yeah they I'm won't let you cross the border <laughs> <laughs> i don't but <laughs> um <laughs> no no I'd, I'd love to i never got up there though how, how far is that like from, eight hours or something from boise yeah i, I don't think it's, it's it's not that far it's it's not crazy like where where i'm sitting right now i can uh hit a golf ball to new york state so oh, okay. I'm, I, I i make the trip over all the time but yeah i was curious so obviously you're in austin now which has an incredible comet comedy scene all of a sudden i saw you on um oh my god kill tony kill tony uh -huh. is where i saw you <laughs> get the kill tony bump and i don't know if you could see it but on the video i was watching uh when they pulled your name out of the bucket they uh tony and red band were fist pumping like crazy so that must have felt that must have felt pretty good from those two guys yeah yeah it was really cool um so i know those guys i i red band saw me do a show after i'd been here for like a month he randomly saw me on a show and, and liked me so i started doing the secret shows the thursday shows um and so i went there that night and the show kept going and i was like oh i guess i'm you know probably won't get called so i went outside and then i'm like talking to somebody and my buddy is a bouncer and he opened the doors and he was and all the lights are flooding out dude they're calling your name and uh <laughs> i fucking crab in there and, uh, <laughs> it's it's so exciting yeah those guys are so cool yeah when you you're like the king of riffs the riff daddy <laughs> i don't even know what else to call you uh, sorry, I just got super distracted. There's a Tesla with like the suicide doors outside my house right now, and I don't live in that type of neighborhood, so it's very distracting. Um, but how much are you act? How much are you actually riffing on stage? Uh, how much of a plan do you go up there with? It it depends how much time I'm doing. Like, if I'm doing five minutes, like I don't think it's really in my best interest to to riff. So I'll have something. I'll have some things. I'll normally yeah. plan some opening things like yeah. a minute and then i'll improvise and you know i i know all my like joke jokes so i'll just hop around you know yeah different stuff but if i'm doing like anything over 20 i'll go up and i'll just immediately start riffing and improvising and, and i'll just figure it out but I I encourage people listening Canada or the US to ch to check you out on YouTube and and your Patreon as well which which we'll we'll plug uh -huh. here after the quiz um but also the grimace content uh <laughs> grimace is it, it's not just an american thing it it was huge here in Canada we probably had grimace <laughs> even longer than you guys did cuz i feel like your mcdonald's got renovated before ours where did where did grimace oh, come yeah. from um he, oh, he's right there grimace. he's, he's right really there. fit that's, that's amazing so very sexy <laughs> very good to look at um yeah me and my buddy we used to 
I remember sitting around really hungover one day. I have like a terrible drinking problem. And we were we were <laughs> sitting around <laughs> hungover and he brought up Grimace and we were we just started just just heaving laughing because he it's just I think more so than anything I can even think of it's just so so strange what what they were thinking when they made that guy what was he what is he like a chicken nugget like I don't even know is he supposed to be like a chicken nugget gone bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I don't know man a chicken (laughs) I love that idea of a chicken nugget gone bad a chicken nugget on the wrong side of um, I think he's supposed to be like he's supposed to be like a taste bud or something. I read he's like a big taste uh, bud. That's what he is a taste bud. That's what yeah. I read uh, online. I don't know if you follow Clickhole online, but they had an article today, and it was three vintage commercials where Grimace pours hot coffee all over his body while moaning in p- pleasure. And I thought that was <laughs> perfect timing for this. Grimace, um, is, he's really having a moment right now. It's yes, like, I feel like you're part of that moment, by the way. I think you're you're a big part of that moment. Yeah, I, I mean, I would hope. I've been doing the Grimace stuff for years. I would hope I'd be at the forefront. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, let's get into the, the Canadian comedy quiz. Don't want to keep you too long. So why I've chosen you to be on this quiz is because I was, uh, after I saw Young Kill Tony, I was I loved your act. I was really I was really into it. I hadn't seen anything like it, um, especially here in Canada. Um, and you mentioned that you performed in a Canadian tuxedo exclusively for a while. Oh. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would only wear a jean jacket. Oh, I don't know where that jacket went. But yeah, for the first, like, God, three years I did stand-up, I would only do it in a jean jacket. With jeans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The true Canadian tuxedo. Um, Did you ever go plaid shirt underneath the jean jacket? Because that would really... Oh, that would be nice. Oh, that would be stellar. Oh, I'm shaking this thing. So what we like to do is either when a comic... um, makes fun of Canada or is taking shots at Canada, which we love, by the way, we love when our kind of big brothers to the South, um, take shots mm-hmm. at Canada. And you mentioned the Canadian tuxedo, which is, which is national garb here. Uh, we like to put them to the test to see if they're worthy of doing this. And you don't do this anymore in your act, but I thought, I thought it would be great. And you're actually playing for something today. You're playing. I don't have it with me, but I have a picture of a bottle of pure Canadian uh, maple syrup. Is what <laughs> okay, you're playing that's... for that I will I will ship to you. So it's 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 two rounds. It's twenty questions. Feel free to talk out the questions as you go. The first round is just general knowledge. Uh-huh. Okay. The second round is um, as a who is Canadian round. I'll give you two celebrities. One's American. One's Canadian. You have to tell me who is the Canadian. So. We'll okay. start with round one. General knowledge, like I said, talk about um, the Canadian comedy quiz. So, what is a toonie? A toonie. A toonie is a uh, a currency. It's like a coin. Oh, excellent! You're the first one to get that right on the show. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Toonies and loonies, right? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, the toonie yeah. is a $2 coin. So there you go. You got to get 50%, by the way. You got 10 rounds okay. to go for. Okay. <laughs> what is the capital of Canada? The capital. Um, Montreal. Good guess. Close. It is, it's close to vicinity. It's actually Ottawa. 
Oh, Ottawa okay. is the ah. capital. Ah. It's a tough one. It's a, it's a, Ottawa's a, a little-known city that people, you know. It's actually our nation's capital. Um, how many states are in Canada? Six. So I kind of tricked you on this one. We don't have we have zero states. Okay. We don't have states. We have provinces here. Provinces. How many provinces are there? There's there's ten provinces. So there you go. Okay. Trick question. Had to throw one in. What is a double double? Uh, a coffee. Yes. Awesome. Oh, nice. Like yeah, that. you nailed it. Yeah, coffee. A double-double traditionally from Tim Hortons. It's our oh. national coffee chain. Two cream, two sugar is what a double-double is. Oh, so perfect. I don't, I don't drink coffee, but that is like the standard order here in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, are you a sports guy? I am, yeah. Okay, Okay. You might. this one might help. How many NHL teams are in Canada? Um, two. There's actually seven. Oh. <laughs> seven NHL teams. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Some small cities like Winnipeg, Ottawa both have teams. Uh, Toronto, Montreal, Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver. So seven teams. And we're pushing for more. We're pushing for for more teams. What's it, what's your sport? What? Uh... Uh, baseball. I'm a big Chicago oh, yeah. fan. Cubs guy. Yeah. Okay. This is funny because this episode uh, has another Chicago – a guy who grew up like – 10 minutes from Wrigley Field, Kenny Robinson. Uh, oh, yeah. Big time stand-up here in Canada, a, le- a legend um, here in Canada. He is a big Chicago's Cubs guy, so that's funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're both on the, the same show. Okay, next question. Uh, you are batting 500 right now. Oh, a little, sorry. You're, you're, three, <laughs> you're three for five right now. That's good. That's good. What do you do with a toque? You blowing it? That's no. It, it would be weird okay. if you blew this. You w- wear it on your head. You wear it on your head. It is a knitted hat. <laughs> it is a knitted hat or cap. I think you guys call it like winter cap. You know. Yeah. Um. Get the Uh, if a Canadian says they want brown bread, what are they looking for? Damn, man. <laughs> Freaking brown bread. Damn, man. Brown bread. <laughs> Shit, man. Um, brown bread. Damn. Uh, come on. I want ham. Is it ham? Ham? Yeah. They actually want whole wheat bread. Oh, okay. I whole thought it was wheat. a trick. I thought it no. was like a euphemism. Yeah, brown bread. Um, I always say brown bread. What is a box of Smarties? Candy? Yeah, nailed it. Candy. It's like M&M's. Your M&M's are Smarties. In, in Ontario, which is the province I live in, uh, are you more likely to buy your milk in a bag or a barrel? A bag. Correct. Bagged milk is something we have here, um, which is super weird still. <laughs> which country is larger by land mass, Canada or the United States? Canada. You got it. Awesome. Yes. Round one complete. Uh, let's tally it up here. Three, four, five, six of ten. 
pretty solid. You only need oh, nice. four on round two, and you're going oh. home with maple syrup, which is very, very yeah. exciting. Do you like maple syrup? I love it, man. I, I can't get enough of this stuff. You wait, wait, till, wait till you try the Canadian stuff. The stuff straight from Quebec, the maple syrup capital of the world. Yeah, uh, pretty heavy. Yeah, it's good stuff. High sugar content. All right, so this round, real simple. You tell me who's the Canadian. I'm going to give you two celebrities. Okay. Who is Canadian? Will Arnett or Jason Bateman? Will Arnett. Got it. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Nailed it. I always like that one because Jason Bateman has some, like, Canadian qualities to him. I don't know. Just, like, we have this, like, sensibility that's Canadian. And uh-huh. I feel like he reflects that. Uh, this one should be easy. For you i don't know you have like david bowie poster so maybe this isn't your <laughs> genre music who is canadian drake or post malone oh drake is canadian drake, drake is right 100 canadian if you ever watch the nba yeah what's that yeah he's from toronto right yeah nba he's at raptors games toronto yeah. exactly yep who who is canadian ryan reynolds or jonah hill ryan reynolds Got it. Now that you know your you know your celebrities, your Canadian celebrities, which is really all that matters in the world. You can do yeah. anything with this knowledge. Uh, who is Canadian? Tom Cruise or Keanu Reeves? Oh, Keanu Reeves. Keanu is Canadian. That is yes. correct. So you've won the bottle of maple syrup. You've won <laughs> it at this point. We're, but we might as well see if you know yeah, let's just the other Canadian. Out, man. Let's just let's just see how well you do. You could break the record here, um, which is exciting. I think it's 14 correct is the record. So, um, who is Canadian? Alex Trebek or Ryan Seacrest? Alex Trebek. Yep, nailed it. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> this one might be tricky. Who is Canadian? Jim Carrey or Robin Williams? Jim Carrey's Canadian. Jim Carrey, 100% yes. Canadian. Perfect. Okay, here we go. Number seven, Danny McBride or Seth Rogen? Uh, Seth Rogen is Canadian. That is correct. Correct. Yeah, Danny McBride was born in the same town where I went to college, so I have a little oh, there you go. knowledge. Yeah, a little. You know, you know you're Danny McBride. I'm a, I'm a fool for even bringing it up. <laughs> where, where's Danny, where's Danny McBride from? Uh, I think he was born in Statesboro, Georgia. Uh, okay. Yeah, right by... That's where I went to college, Georgia Southern. Yeah. Georgia Southern. You know what? You won't believe this, but I've been to a Georgia Southern football game. Really? Yeah. I, it was a, It was in Florida. It was Georgia Southern, Western Kentucky, the Auto Care Bowl. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I don't know, four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah, was. Uh, that. It was a barn burner. It was good. <laughs> What are what are what are the Georgian Southern? What are they? The Wildcats? Eagles? Yeah. yeah. I just, it's either Eagles or Wildcats with mascots in the state. Oh yeah. So. It's um, okay, number eight: Russell Peters or Burt Kreischer. Russell Peters. Russell Peters is Canadian. Burt Burt from he's from Atlanta area too, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's from Florida, right? Florida, right? Okay. Number nine, Michael Sarah or Bo Burnham? Oh. Oh, no. I'm completely stumped. Really? Um, dang. 
Oh, that's a good one. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah is Canadian. He's from the East Coast, Canada. He's part of that that crew of Canadians. Uh, yeah. Final one to wrap it up to run the table on can- Canadian or not Canadian. James Cameron or Steven Spielberg. James Cameron. James Cameron is Canadian. Correct. Yes. Amazing. You did it. You you know your Canadians from Americans, which is all that matters. Even though we're put on glasses you're the smartest guy in the room um, sorry boys yeah Th- thanks a lot for uh for doing that and i will ship you that bottle of maple syrup i will uh get your details from the gram and go from there you want to tell people about your patreon it's it's awesome what you're doing are you putting up full sets on patreon yeah yeah so i just started my patreon last week and it has a I think like over an hour of stand up on there that you can't find anywhere else. So there's like a bunch of characters and uh, some 20 minute sets, some big sets from Vulcan where they film Kill Tony and um, comedy articles I used to write, satire, the onion type stuff. So yeah, a lot of fun stuff on there. It's just Casey Rocket. Awesome. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll link it in the episode as well. And uh, yeah, you're very funny. I suggest checking you out on Patreon, on YouTube. That Kill Tony episode it was amazing. You even rattled Big Will. He oh. came up <laughs> after you. Like he was like, I think he was rattled by having to follow you, which uh, he's usually a killer on that show. So oh, um, he's the best. Yeah. No, yeah. He's yeah. He's amazing. He's been he's been doing Kill Tony for for years. So um, yeah, congrats on all your success and and thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, Casey. Yeah, thank you. Very excited about the syrup and uh, happy to meet you. Yeah. There's another bottle of maple syrup. So far, I have to make the quiz harder, I think. So far, uh, two people have taken the quiz. Joey Cerrone, comedian from Indiana, and Austin, Texas, is Casey Rocket. And they both won bottles of maple syrup. So I have to uh, improve and, and make the quiz a little harder. Thanks to Casey. Thanks to Kenny. Don't forget, voting has been extended to June 15th on the Canadian uh, Comedy Hall of Fame nominees list. Uh, You can go to CanadianComedyHall.com to find that list, find all that information. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok. We are everywhere. Big things to come. Don't forget, stay tuned to our website. Lots of announcements coming on the Hall of Fame. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Casey. Thanks to Kenny for the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. I'm Chad Noonan.